Back again, fellas. How are we all doing? I've moved into my new house. That is why we were absent for uh, the last few weeks. But one thing that has been consistent is Manchester United with a 6-3 defeat to City at the weekend. Same old United. As always, I'm joined by my co-host in Dill. Hello, boys. And today we're going to talk about the game at the Etihad. Arsenal's, are they title contenders now? We're going to do a little bit of an, an, an ammonia quiz to get you hyped for the uh, the game tomorrow. Fact or fiction, test Dill's knowledge. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Right then, there's only one place to start, and that is Manchester United's 6-3 defeat to Manchester City. Not one City player scoring a hat-trick, but two City players scoring hat-tricks. Phil Foden getting 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 in on the action, on the on the hat-trick action. Probably his first hat-trick. We'll just discuss him because this is our second time recording because I messed up. Um but yeah, that we it is probably his first hat-trick. I don't know. But yeah. he doesn't many, does he? Yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it? No. Uh, but what, what went wrong, Dil? Um, pretty much everything, as I was just saying previously. Um, <laughs> there wasn't uh, like a, a massive error from one player for every goal or even most of the goals or even any of the goals at all. It was just a myriad of errors and just everyone just being poor, everyone not being at the races, everyone being off it. If it was the team not pressing well enough consistently together, leaving gaps in behind the midfield, the midfield not being compact enough with the defence, which I actually think was one of the main issues on mm. Sunday. Um, and then just, it was weird. Like, a lot of the players looked so shot of confidence on the ball. It kind of looked like the Brentford performance again, or like the kind of performance you'd expect after a big defeat or something like that. It was almost like the occasion got the better of them, which is weird because... I'd argue United-Liverpool was a bigger game and they were fine in that. It's not like it's a cup final. But we just kept giving the ball away in midfield. Bruno and Eriksen and McTominay I thought were poor from start to finish, to be honest with you. And that didn't really help because you give City the ball and they're going to punish you. So I think it was a combination of City being good, don't get me wrong. You can't score six goals and not play well. But I don't think they played out of this world. I think they could have scored more goals and created more chances. It was just the fact that United gave them so much freedom, made so many errors... And they've just got players that will eventually punish you. So I think that was it, basically. I think City were good, but I don't think it's a case of, wow, look how good they are playing United off the park like that. You know, this isn't the Man United of 2008. It's not really that hard mm. to do anymore if you turn up and United aren't quite at it. Um, so I think it's just a case of United not turning up, not quite being at the races for the first 45 minutes. And when you're playing the best team in the world with the best forward line in the world, probably with the best midfield in the world, you're going to get punished at some point. And we unfortunately got punished six times, but... You know, they scored six, we scored three, so you know, so it's a weird one. Um those three yeah. goals kind of kind of made me feel better about it, but yeah, I don't think it was a case of what went wrong and we can point fingers at specific players or the manager or substitutions or tactical decisions. I just think it's 
everything. We weren't quite set up right. The players weren't really at it. And I think that's it. And we just got punished because we played a very good team. Yeah, uh, I mean, I do agree. I like to, to break it down a little bit. Like it is a multi-factor of reasons. The reason why we were just so terrible. But I think defensively, in particular, the marking like there was times that balls were put into the box and they scored quite a lot of similar goals where it was like pulled across. Like that, that's like, goal. yeah, the soap ball. I mean, people always say if you don't enjoy watching Man City play football, then you don't enjoy football. But I don't know. I'd, I'd rather almost watch a Brighton play football in a way. Mm. Um, under Potter, certainly anyway. It's just the way they attack, it's so clinical and so robotic. It's like ball to KDB, ball into Haaland, ball out to Foden or whoever else have got on the wing that day, Mares or whoever, or Bernardo or whatever, ball into Haaland. That's that's literally it. Um, I must say I was getting bored after the fifth goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I surprisingly didn't turn it off though, which I was quite proud of myself. But I'm glad I left it on, actually. But um, yeah, yeah I, it's just, just, just it's too clinical, man. Too good. Yeah, but I mean, uh, specifically, I think the marking for the defence was, was terrible. Like that first goal that Foden scored, like literally to, to start off the, the cascade of goals. Um, nobody was anywhere near. Varane was nowhere near him. It's like and there was there was times where the ball was crossed in and there was like only a couple of, of City players in the box. And mm-hmm. yet it, he still managed to find time and space. It's like it just shouldn't happen. Shouldn't have that. Um, the midfield, like you said, was non-existent. Essentially, I think the times that Grealish, Foden, or KDB picked up the ball and just ran at the back line, and mm. it was just pretty much unchallenged. They'll pick the ball up from the halfway line, run, and you, you, you. I think you hit the nail on the head saying that this the the space between the the back line and the in the midfield was was too much. Yeah. Um, it just allowed them to to run out our back line and carry the ball for for so long, just completely unchallenged. And then going forward, we just looked completely out of ideas, like just giving away the ball too easily. Trying even like Christian Eriksen, mm. who, who you'd you'd expect to like get a foothold of of the game, you know, try and dictate a little bit of play when we were losing it so. Um, so quickly in that first half, you'd expect City to have more possession, but I think they had about almost seventy percent. It was silly at one point, yeah. and I think what didn't help us is that we had success against Arsenal, against Liverpool, with a counter-attacking uh, style, and I think we just went with that. We were like, okay, it doesn't matter, even though it clearly wasn't working for for Rashford mm. with the ball over the top because Akanji and Ake are both relatively fast. And more importantly than that, Edison is probably the best. It's, it's probably him or Alisson. I'd probably even say Edison's better off the line um, is, and acting as a sweeper-keeper. Um, so it, so th- those those three things, having fast centre-backs and uh, Edison really good off his line, I think just made it the, the counter-attacking style, quick ball over the top, just completely ineffective. And... We just didn't change it. Like it, it clearly wasn't working um, after like the first, second, third goal, and we just kept playing the same way. And I, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's completely down to the style not working because they got fast centre backs. So 
because you know Arsenal have fast centre backs. Van Dijk's very quick. It works against. Yeah, but Ramsdale's not fantastic off his line. It's okay. He's not. I mean, he's not. Edi- he's not edi- like Edison. No, but I think it's more the fact that we didn't create anything. Like because every time we get the ball, Ericsson or Bruno or whoever got it in the middle and shit themselves and give it away. I think that was more the case. Mm. Like the amount of times we gave away possession in that game, I was near, I wanted to bang my head against the wall. Like it, we, it was we give it away, we win a tackle, we give it away again. Do you know what I mean? It was like constant. It was just a complete yeah. the complete theme of the first half. So I don't know if it's more that or like I said, more the fact that we just couldn't play a good pass because the players were playing shit. I don't really know. Um, we did try the ball over the top constantly though. Yeah, I mean, and it's it not was. it's not always ball it's usually ball on the ground for Rashford more than anything, isn't it? I think it's more as well yeah. because like I said, the midfield wasn't as compact. We weren't really picking up the ball in the right areas, we weren't pressing them well enough. We weren't willing winning it back high up the pitch at all enable to you know, in order to enable us to play those quick balls out to Rashford, Sancho and Anthony and Bruno. So I think it was more of we weren't really getting the ball in the areas where we wanted. A lot of our possession was just winning the ball back, basically. We didn't really you know, I can't remember us having a, really one meaningful attack in that whole first half. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that is a point to be had, and I hope it changes. And we'll get onto um, you know, our lineups for the future in a bit, and and see what we say about that in order to change how we play. But I think it was more down to us just being poor than anything. But it it is a good point. Ake and Akanji are quick, but they're also not the best centre backs City have. So. You know, to go and play probably the weakest City side we've played in a few years at the Etihad when we usually beat them anyway and get beat, played off the park is quite quite damning, really. Yeah, but I just remember there was, a, there was a time that, and it just sticks in my mind, there was a time that Rashford, that there was a good ball over the top and, and Rashford actually looked like he had the, the beating of, I think it was a Kanji. Yeah. But Edison was there way out of his, way off his line, like in, to, to the... Uh, it would be to his right hand side of the pitch, to Rashford's left. Um, just way off his line, was able to like mop it up, and I just thought, you know, you couldn't, you just couldn't see it working, mm. um, and it it didn't work. I know it's like hindsight, but I do think we we were too quick to to change things up. Like I know they City made a lot of changes in that in that second half. Possibly it four nil up that you're going to take a foot off the gas. Yeah, maybe they kind of allowed us to come back <clears> into the game, but. We seem to the, the tactics seem to have switched, and we want and we actually we had a period of play where we were. Oh, Haaland's just scored, of course he has. That's um, We had a yeah, yeah. We had a period of play where we actually it, weren't looking to go forward, weren't looking to be as direct on every single pass. We we, we actually dictated a possession. I think we had more possession than City actually in in, the, in that in that second half. Mm. Um, and we 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 looked a better team for it. I mean, the the goal that um, that Marshall scored his first that was beautiful play. It started off with all the De Gea. It went all all through the pitch. Almost every single player got a t- got a touch on the ball, mm. and then it ended up in the back of the net. It wasn't it wasn't direct counter attacking. And I, I feel like we need to, if things aren't working, I think we need to be instead of. Like I said, I think it, it was uh, the nature of the beast, I guess, with uh, how well we did with that counter-attacking display against Liverpool and Arsenal. I feel like we were very set in the mind of, OK, this is how we can win. Because they have been exposed on the counter-attack. I think Spurs have gone to City and just did an absolute 
counter-attacking masterclass. So mm. I think that's we were very set in our ways, and it, it took an, until half time to be actually be able to change it up. I think you've got to do in game during the half. I think you've got to you've got to change things up. Yeah, I think I think that's a problem with kind of the counter-attacking style, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to compare this to like how Mourinho used to set us up and probably still sets Roma up. To be fair, which is doing all right for him. Um, but it's you can't. Wait, Smaldini. Yeah, exactly. But when you're playing a kind of counter-attacking style and putting all of the onus on the opposition, you're kind of depending on them not to be quite at the races to win games or for your defenders and goalkeeper to perform very well. Because no matter how solid you can be, they are going to carve chances open at some point. So you're either depending on them not putting them away or our defence being really good or our goalkeeper making an amazing save. But when you're playing a team like City, you're so much... We'll get onto this in a bit, but so much far above Liverpool and Arsenal for me in terms of how they can hurt you and how clinical they are. I think it's it's got, it's always going to be difficult. It's always going to be balanced on a knife edge, isn't it? That's why when we've beat City in the past few years, even though we've done really well at the Etihad, they've always been narrow games. It's always a 1-0, a 2-1. Do you know what I mean? It's because we're having to put away the few chances we're getting Excuse me, and hope that City don't put theirs away. So like you were saying earlier, I think that's just kind of an indictment of how, how that system kind of works. It's like when under Mourinho, I know it's not quite the same, but how many games would we win 2-1? But we only really won that because the defence were really on form and De Gea made 10 saves, you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. your game... That's the thing that always used to annoy me about, oh, Mourinho masterclass. Like, not really. It's like a defensive and De Gea masterclass, if anything. Mm. If they weren't playing, then we would have got battered. So I think it's just... It's it's always just you're not quite sure which way it's going to go. Um and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying against Man City I expect us to go there, play a 4-3-3 and dominate possession and play them off the park because we know no team's able to do that. But we have seen when the lesser teams maybe go 1-0 down to City and they have to come out more, even like someone who's near the bottom of the table or even Newcastle, for in- instance, who were doing quite well. If you get at City, no matter what team they're playing, that's always been their the kind of issue in the Champions League. They've got a soft centre. You can get at them because of the kind of they they go for technical ability over you know more pace and power and robustness, and it can be easy to get in behind the defence. You can bully the midfielders sometimes off the ball, um, and they can be got at. Yeah. So I wasn't like I'm saying I'm not expecting us to go to City and, and play like prime Barcelona in 2009, but just to have a little bit more onus on us, take a little bit more control of the game, and you know a lot of the games against City in the past as well have kind of been in phases where like City will dominate for 30 minutes, but then we'll have a 15 minutes where we dominate and we'll grab a goal and be clinical. City will dominate. Do you know what I mean? A lot of games have got in parts like that when we play City, whereas on Sunday we kind of relinquished any control over the game at all. Mm. We didn't take a foothold for a little bit where we created a few chances and then City sucker punches. It was just all City all game, and even when we scored the three goals, City still had the most of the possession and most chances. So, um, yeah, I think... Something needs to change with the way we play and approach games because one of the things we said when we, you know, when we started this podcast up again when Eric Ten Hag took over at United is we're excited to see us try and dominate big games. I know you said that for a fact, and you wanted to see us dominate games and go out like we are the better team with the better manager. Like we should be winning this game, not like approaching that game like Nottingham Forest or a Bournemouth would, which is essentially what we did on Sunday, which with the personnel we shouldn't be doing. Um, so yeah, it is disappointing, but um, with a certain yeah. French striker coming back, I'll get on to how I think we can play yeah. now in a bit, and hopefully it will change. Yeah, I think um, I think what yeah what I said at the start of the season is I want to play this exactly the same way 
whether we're placing we're facing Forest or we're play, facing City, yeah. we might come off the back of like some big defeats. Um, I, I would said you know you can easily a win against Liverpool and a win against Arsenal. You easily f- forget about what I said at the, at the start of the season, and you're like because you, you're just so elated with. The, I think I think with those wins. I think we did say that though. I think I definitely said it at least. That I wanted to see some kind yeah. of progression. And like Ten Hag's Ajax, they that's how they played. And if they're playing, you know, um, let's think of a shit Excelsior at home, or they'll play Man City at the Etihad. They'll, they'd approach every single game the same way. And you know what? Yeah. Sometimes it works and you look fucking brilliant. Sometimes it doesn't work. You get slapped and you look like a dick. But we got slapped, but and we didn't even play that football. That was what yeah. the disappointing thing was. When you're playing like that, the one good thing at least should be to be good defensively. But when you're playing a side like Man City, you're not going to stop them from scoring no matter how good you are, unless they have a really off day. So you might as well try and go a bit toe-to-toe with them and just see what happens. I'd rather lose, you know, 5-3 or 5-4 and it be a good game than just relinquish possession and try and nick a 1-0. Yeah. Um, well, not only that, it's like, what have we learned? So we've, we've, if, we, if we try and dominate and play you know, what we expect to be Ten Hag's vision and where he wants to take the team. If we try and play like that and fail and get beat, it's, it's a much better learning experience than if we tried to play on the counter-attack, exactly. sit yeah. back and hit them up. I mean, what have we learned there? Because it's nothing to do with, it's it's nothing like what what you would expect United to be playing like in a, in hopefully like a year's time or where Ten Hag wants to take the team. Mm. So I think you need to take those those punishments, uh, have those learn. I mean, Ten Hag said, you know, thank you for the lesson, Pep, in his, in his press conference. I don't know if you heard that. No, I didn't, um, no. But I mean, is it much of a lesson if the way that you're playing is completely different to where you want to, where we, yeah. could, we imagine that Ten Hag wants to take the team? Yeah, I've not really taken anything from this game. I'm not overtly angry or sad or disappointed at it because... I'm one. I'm kind of used to these results, especially this season and the last season, anyway. But like, we didn't try and play in a different way. We just got beat by the better team. It's why I'm not really mm. up in arms about it. We know City are a much better team than us. I'm not really surprised that we got beat by a free goal deficit against them. So, like, yeah, I've not really learned anything from it. We're still miles away from City, which we knew we were before we played, and if we would have scraped a one nil anyway. And can we take any positives from the, the second half, do you think? I mean, we won the second half. Um, yes, <laughs> yeah. It, that's what I was going to say, that I am a bit more positive about the result because we lost 6-3 and we didn't lose 6-0 or 6-1. And especially because I was so angry at, that, at the end of that first half and then it got better, it's kind of detracted from it. I think if it was the other way round and we won the lop in the first half and lost 4-1, for example, I'd be a lot more annoyed. But I kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of got. I feel, well, I feel like that's probably an obvious point to make anyway. But I kind of got over it quite quickly. Um, and the second half was okay. But again, City took the foot off the gas, made a lot of subs. But the one thing that I do suppose is, was different in that game compared to how it's been. Excuse me, against City in the past is like the um, the two 0 at home last season. City made a few changes and just sat back, and it was a training session for them, and we didn't get anywhere near the ball. So at least we got a bit of the ball today um, on Sunday and actually did something with it, which I suppose is a positive. But not really for me. I'm not really taking anything from that game. Um, the only positive for me is that Anthony Martial's back, to be honest. And An- Anthony yeah. scored a good goal. That's that's about it. Yeah. So I mean, on that, let's stay on that on that topic then. So Martial's, I mean, impact from the bench. 
I mean, we need to wrap him in cotton wool because he 100% is our best option um, for that striker position. Mm. I mean, we're going to, going to go into it now. I'll say my piece on it first. I think he's so important, more so than the obvious thing about he looked good, came scored two goals. But I think we've now learned with David De Gea, he will be launching it long every single time he gets the ball. Like, And I think it's really important because if we have Rashford up front, he's got zero chance of getting it down. The, the centre-back, no matter what centre-back it is, is going to beat him in the air. And he's not even going to challenge, really, for the ball. He's just going to, you know, but just try it, and put the defender it, off. It is weird, isn't it? Because he's, he's he must be about six foot and he's quite a, quite built. So Yeah, I, I just, I think, because I, I, like I say, he closes his eyes when he, he when he has headed. It's just, uh, you are, it's just that fight, that mm. fight to win the ball. The I, don't think, I don't think he's got it. There's a lot of wingers that don't He hasn't got the dowel in him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He hasn't got the balls. He hasn't got the minerals. The dog. You know? We need to see that dog. I see Flot White on this webcam. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, you got the the uh, the teeth whitening effect on, like all the fucking knobheads have on TikTok. No, I don't. Yeah. Not bad for a smoker. Nice. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. So I feel I feel like it's really important to have somebody that can hold that ball up as well because quite a lot of the times and the struggles that we've had with possession so far. I think a lot of that is if it, it, we've been relying on trying to win the second ball for the long balls as opposed to actually having somebody, a number nine, that can actually hold the ball up and play others in. Anthony Martial can do that. He's the best at doing that. He's better than Ronaldo. He's much be- better than, than Marcus Rashford. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important. Um, more uh, As well as the obvious uh, that he looked great was was on form yeah, and made a really I, I, big impact off the bench. I was surprised that he looked so good straight away considering he's not played in quite a while because he's one of them players that kind of has to play himself into form sometimes. Mm. But yeah, in terms of Martial, I've not really got much to add on what you said. It, it should enable us to play a better way and maybe push Rashford out to the left and stuff like that um, and play him where he's actually better. And then again, yeah, have someone that can hold the ball up and not have to play direct and counter-attack all the time. Um so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see how it goes. He'll probably get injured against Everton. But I'm hoping he can stay fit. And, you know, even if he doesn't get 20 goals in a season, as long as he's enabling us to play a certain way and contributing to the build-up and stuff, other players will get goals as well. So I'm I'm, I'm glad that he's back, which is a sentence I didn't think I'd be saying this time a year ago. Yeah, I think he actually, I think he scored like one goal for United last season. I think it was against Everton, if I remember right, before he, before he went on. I'm trying to remember the game. Uh, I think Cavani scored and Martial scored. Oh, uh, yeah, Cavani scored right. in the last minute on the count. That wasn't last yeah. season. That was the season before, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I remember, I remember Cavani got... I think Cavani got his first goal for his away at Goodison, I think. Mm. Yeah, uh, I... Also, I think it was a draw last season. At least one of the fixtures was a draw against Everton. Can we get battered um, by him in the other one? Can we get beat 4-0 or 4-1? I don't know. Gonna Google it anyway. Carry on. Yeah. Um, so you 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 mentioned though Rashford might move to the left hand side. Obviously, we've got a a big money signing in, very big, too big in in Anthony. But yeah. Um, but still, so does that mean that you want Sancho to be dropped? So on the team now, uh, for for Everton, we'll talk about Everton because that you would expect us to play our strongest 11 there mm-hmm. um, so w- would that be the changes that, that you make for, for Everton then would you drop Sancho because there's not room for everyone there 
So would you go Martial up top, Rashford on the left, and, and Sancho on the right? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd actually change that a little bit, and I'd go for Rashford on the left, Anthony on the right, and Martial up front. I'd actually drop Sancho. Um, yeah, I think that's what I said. Is that what you said? I thought you said Sancho on the left. Oh, uh, well, in my head, I was asking if you yeah. could drop Sancho. For yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, are you the same, or are you Team Sancho? Um, no, no, I I think Rashford's looked... I, I think, think Sancho's not had a bad start, to be fair. I think people are, expect him to put, like, bloody Borussia Dortmund numbers up, but mm. um, I, th- I don't think he's had a bad start. He's been, he's been a bit like Rashford in the fact that some games he's gone completely missing and some games he's looked really good. Like... Mm. Um, yeah, but, but I would start Rashford. I would as well. I've, I've not been really convinced by Sancho this season. He's got a couple of goals, put a couple of okay performances in. I actually made a video about this earlier, and I just said I don't feel like he impacts games a lot. I think he hides a lot, passes a ball back, kind of doesn't really mm. take his man on, which is weird considering what he used to do for Dortmund, and we know he can do, and he has done for United in the past sometimes. So I've just been a bit disappointed by him. I think Rashford's been better so far this season. He's more of a goal threat. As I think we said, or maybe the last episode, I think his crossing's actually slightly underrated, even though it's always quite the same kind of thing. Mm. Um, you know, stepping, kind of taking an outward step and then whipping it towards the back post. Um, but yeah, I just think Rashford offers a different threat. Anthony's obviously very ball to feet, very, you know, dribbling at people, not getting in behind, whereas Rashford offers something different. So just for a bit of a different dynamic as well, that's what I'd do. I'd have them free. So yeah, Rashford, Martial and Anthony for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, so shall we move on to the clueless pundits I've, I've got yeah. this noted down? I mean, uh, for some reason, this isn't, it's not, it's mental to me, honestly, that, that pundits are still talking about Ronaldo should be playing. Yeah. Like, and, and making that a story because he's had plenty of minutes now, maybe off the bench, but still plenty of minutes for United. He hasn't looked good in any of the times that he's come on. He's he's gone away on international duty, and he's looked who the, the Portuguese people have had enough of him now, and there he's a yeah. fucking hero. They don't even exactly. want him to but, start anymore. Like I don't get it. Like how mm-hmm. can you say and and Keen so Rio. Uh, disagreed with with uh, Ronaldo not starting, which okay, uh, it's silly for me, mm-hmm. but still I can kind of understand that. But Keane's gone kind of one step further than that and said, um, obviously these are Manchester United legends, and, and just talking about their punditry doesn't mean I think any less of them is 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 what they've done for the club. Mm. Just to just to you know reiterate that. Um, but yeah, he's gone and said that he's we've been disrespectful to Ronaldo for for not playing him. I mean, what what do you think about that? Um, I'm quite bored of it now, to be honest. Like, how can we lose six mm. three to our big one of our biggest rivals? And the main narrative on the telly after is that Ronaldo is about someone that didn't play. It's just, it's just mental. Yeah. It's just the shit that he brings, though. But it, it's kind of it, it's such shit analysis and punditry. It's like something my dad'd say. Like the the standard, oh, it's Ronaldo. He'll get you a goal. He won't know. That that's literally it. That is their argument. He scored yeah. goals his whole career. Why aren't he playing today? Because we don't play to his strengths anymore. And when we do take play to his strengths, it's at the detriment of every other player on the pitch for Man United. 
that's why he doesn't play anymore. It doesn't really need any more elaboration than that. I think that's quite obvious, and all you need to do is watch a game when he plays and a game when he doesn't. I mean, he was abysmal against Sociedad at home. Um, he was abysmal. He was shit at, um, away at Sheriff, even though he got that fucking penalty. Do you know what I mean? So, And every time he comes off the bench, he does fuck all either. But then you'll get the argument, oh, well, he has to start games, he has to get into it. Fuck off, I don't get... If you're saying he's as good as he is, then he doesn't need his fucking dick sucking before he comes on every time and to play every minute to get... You know what I mean? It, it's just stupid. Yeah. It's just well, it's just lazy shit punditry. And it's the one thing that annoys me that pundits obviously get jobs because of the names and people will inherently want to watch him on TV because it's Roy Keane, because it's Rio, because it's Gary Neville, because it's Paul Scholes, whatever. But mm. it's just they're just defending the mate. That that that's half of it, and then the other half is they don't understand football anymore because most of these plied the trade in the nineties and the early noughties and stuff. And football in England was completely different. Man United were the dominant team, went to every team, and every team was shitting themselves. And we could essentially do what we wanted in the league. That's kind of in the the land and the, the realm and, and this train of thought that they're still in. But they haven't moved on with their football beliefs with the times. I'm only 24 years old. I think completely different things about football than I did two years ago. Because you learn and you grow and you understand stuff yeah. better and you want to actually study things and watch a bit more football and understand how stuff works. These fuckers get paid millions of pounds a year to speak shit and they don't even know what they're on about. That's what annoys me. Their argument is literally simple as, well, Ronaldo scores goals, so you play Ronaldo. But Ronaldo can't play off the shoulder in a counter-attack in 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. He can't get in behind. He's got no pace. He would have got caught by Laporte, never mind fucking Akanji and Ake. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's it. it like, the... Like you say, they're thinking very much on face value for things, and they can't think. It's mental. I mean, Rio Ferdinand, you should. You must have enough. I thought he was better than that. I thought Rio was better than that. From Keane, I expect it from Keane. Is that the right game for Ronaldo? Mm. Really, regardless of okay, we've lost six three. Okay, first of all, we've lost six three. So, would any striker? Is that to 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 make that the narrative? Any striker, or when we've conceded six goals, mm. is pretty mental. Um, and secondly, exactly like you said, just situationally, you need to think. So we had minimal amount of touches in the in the box. I'd understand if we're completely dominating a game. We've got we've got, and we just can't finish chances. Then I'd be like, yeah, even though Ronaldo's look look bad. Mm. If you need a goal scorer, you've got lot, plenty of chances. You've got loads of touches like in the box. It's probably worth bringing him on. But yeah. not in a game like that. Yeah, if it's like, uh, you know, Southampton at home, you're struggling to put your chances away, an hour's gone, bring him on, sure. Or, you know, a game like an, uh, an Ammonia and a Kassir at home where we control possession and it's a low block, sure, he's good for that. He's not good against the high line. That's not what Ronaldo does. Yeah. It's maybe 10 years ago it was, it's not now. So that that's literally it. And it's just, you know, it's just a coincidence that the last three, you know, the last three out of the last five games we've played have all been against big teams where we have to play that way. But saying that, I wouldn't start him, I'd start a fucking bag of quavers over him in, in Nicosia. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. shit. He doesn't want to be here. And then Roy Keane's talking about him, us, the club disrespecting him. Like, seriously. Yeah. Players can't just play on merit anymore. Ollie did that for three years. Look where that got him. Players can't just play on merit. Equally, if someone that he doesn't like and doesn't know, like Anthony was starting and he'd been shit, he'd be saying, why is he playing? Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just stupid. Um, I kind of forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> I forgot my point now. Yeah. But I can't remember what I said well, at the we, beginning. I think we all understand. <laughs> 
I think we all understand. I mean, to say it's disrespectful after. Oh yeah, that. You that know, sorry. Him. Yeah, that was it. Like he, he wanted to move all summer. His agent's been yeah. doing interviews, trying to get him a move. He's trying to go everywhere. He's willing to go to Man City. He was willing to go to Chelsea and all this shit. To then say the club's disrespecting him by not playing him is absolutely absurd. I, I know he was good for us ten years ago, but he's not really done. I know people can say, "Oh, he's third highest top scorer in the Premier League." He's done. He's not contributed to anything for the club since he came back. So why should we respect him if he doesn't respect us? It's a new manager who wants to put his foot down on the squad and show that it's not just a fucking holiday anymore. So what kind of message is it going to send out if he's starting a 38-year-old who don't want a beer over it every week over the younger lads that are doing better than him in training and suit his system? It's just fucking stupid. Well, it's not only that. It's like, so you wanted to leave for a Champions League club. Well, you should be able to look decent for us then who were who nowhere near kind of at, at that level or in the Europa League playing against Buddy Sociedad mm. or Buddy like you should be you should be looking elite against that I mean if he had gone to a Champions League club there's no bloody way that he would be like he'd be lighting the Champions League up now if he oh, went to no say a Bayern Munich no or whatever just because he's just just doesn't look I don't think what helped him is with him being you know obviously 37 38 this season I don't think having zero pre-season helped him and obviously we don't know the reasons for that there were certain reasons that still haven't been oh what happened to that in all yeah I know it's funny that, revealed it? in two yeah, weeks yeah. just when I was speaking about that I just thought of that mm-hmm. all will be revealed in two weeks that he never came out with with what but I thought he was going to talk about kind of yeah why yeah, he's not done he that. was missing why. pre-season and stuff um, but yeah, we we can't really comment on that. But it did on the reason why he missed so much of preseason. But it it definitely probably has you you having to get your match fitness by those by the training sessions and by um, which it, it's not the best if you if you're playing you know Thursday and Sunday and the players are having days off and stuff like that. It's mm. not great to just get your match fitness then. But he's he's having to get that in the few minutes that he has on the pitch. Obviously, the preseason hasn't worked out for him. He he will probably improve throughout the season, even though he's, he's obviously getting older. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it'll be this bad because it is even okay. He wasn't fantastic. He was a good goal scorer last season, but he was a lot better than what he started. Like he can still be useful, I think, to you for, for United, um, especially like off the bench if he can be as clinical as what he what he was last season mm. um but yeah to 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 say it's disrespectful for to to not play him is it is silly isn't it let's yeah. be honest um right so shall we move on to a player now in Donny van der Beek mm-hmm. who free donny is that still a thing uh, i hope not <laughs> It's yeah, it's a joke. I mean, there's some United fans that still think there's some United fans that still think Donny van der Beek's probably Our should best be midfielder. United's best eleven, yeah. to be honest. Um, but he's bit. The thing is, the games that he can play, like he would be able to play if he was fit, like against Ammonia. He's just not fit. He's just he is Donny van der Beek finished at United. Is he done? Dusted? Yes, I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. It's. I. I don't know what he does. I don't know what he's good at. I don't know what his strengths are. It's just a bizarre one. I don't know why we bought him. I don't think Ollie really wanted him. It was more of a sign in the board, wanting for some stupid reason. Um, yeah. I just. In a free, I suppose he could work. But again, do you drop Bruno Eriksson for him? No. 
you know, it says a lot that the manager that made him who he was doesn't fancy him even when he is fit. Because you'd think if he if he believed in him, he'd be starting every game and he'd try and play him into some form if he thought he was as good as some fans think he is. So, yeah, I think he's done, man. I think he's done. Cut ties, yeah. try and get 10, 15 million for him. Ship him off wherever he wants to go next. Again, it's one of these narratives I'm kind of bored with because we've said it so many times now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I don't see what he does. I don't see the point of it. Harlan's yeah, got I, a brace, do... by the way. No, of course he has. <laughs> I do... <laughs> I do... I am a little bit disappointed that he, he couldn't play against Ammonia. It is nice to see when Donny... Oh, Donny's starting a game. It is nice, but I don't think he's, he's ever going to be good enough. But yeah, every time he's against... played, he's not done anything either, though. Exactly. And, but the men, most mental thing is, he'll play, he'll play shit, and people are raving about his performances. Like, there wasn't... There was a time against West Ham, I think, where he was at fault for the, the one goal and yeah, lost in, one Yeah, in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, in the Carabao Cup because he like lost his man and like didn't track him, and he, and yet people are trying to say that he could have played at number six during like through those times. He he was our answer to uh, our number number six issues, and yeah, he just lost his his man. We conceded the goal, and so he was at fault for the only goal we conceded that knocked us out. And people have put given him like man of the match, saying, "Oh, he's brilliant," and like it's mental. The the amount of people that want him. To, to do well, kind of unjustified, I guess, for what he did at Ajax. But I don't get United fans that bloody love him. I don't I don't get it. I yeah, mean, he hasn't done anything to the club. You know, it's just children, isn't it? It's just like people who blindly follow someone for no reason. It's just bizarre. Um, I don't really get why people have blind love for him. Again, like, at least with the Martial one, like, I, I was never Team Martial. But at least he's done stuff in the past, you know, he's won, he's won his semi-finals in Cups, he's done stuff for us, he's been our top scorer a couple of seasons, you know what I mean? But what's Donny done? It's bizarre, yeah. it's really weird. Like, I'd, I'd, I've got more loyalty for a player like Fred over Donny. Um, Fridge. Fridge, sorry, yeah, uncultured pig. But um, yeah, it's, it's just an odd one. I think it's just 12-year-olds who don't know about football, assuming he's good. But in fact, I guarantee if I made a TikTok tomorrow... Saying Donny needs to leave, half the comments would still be no. He needs to stay. You don't know ball. Well, give him a chance. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If if the manager that made him what he is isn't willing to give him a chance, who the fuck is lads? Do you know what I mean? So exactly. he's gone. He's finished. He's dead to me. Get him out. Yeah, and it doesn't help that he's just massively injury prone as well. <laughs> like yeah, like, terrible. Yeah. Like there's more. Like everything's just just going he's, against he's him. Not really. really. Like, yeah. Like I said, he's. What fuck all going for him? I don't get the point of it. Yeah. But yeah, Rabio's just scored. We should have got him. Hell. We missed a trick there. Are you even in the Champions <laughs> League? Who are they playing? Uh, I don't know. Somebody with the acronym MHA. That'd be Maccabi Haifa. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, Arsenal, um, moving on, away from United. Um, Arsenal, unbelievable start uh, <laughs> took me by surprise to be honest uh, I tell you what I did a pre- I did predictions at the start and every single one is an absolute shocker mm-hmm. uh, I, I said Arteta would be sacked I think around January I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it could have still happened you know you never know I think I said the come never... fourth to be fair yeah I think I said fifth um, yeah fifth or sixth but uh, yeah Seven wins, one loss. Obviously, we inflicted that loss, but seven wins out of eight is is unbelievable. Really, that's uh, you know wins against Spurs now, 
Um, yeah, I mean that was the thing that was that was over, over still over their heads, looming over them that they hadn't won against a, a top six. They hadn't played a top, well top six other than United, so they've had a relatively easy run. But I mean, winning three one against against Spurs, they they looked much better, the better team as well. Um, so yeah, are, are they actually title contenders? Do you think? No. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think they've quite got the squad. The manager hasn't got the experience, and City are just too good. I don't care if they're a couple of points behind them now. Man City will win the league by a canter this year. They're just ridiculous. Arsenal yeah. won't keep it up. They, like you said, they did beat Spurs, but a lot of their other games have been quite easy. Their only big tests have been us and Spurs. Spurs are hit and miss in big games. Always play shit counter-attacking football. Which is, you know, plays into a side like Arsenal's hands, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I just, I just don't think they've really had a proper test. Like if you look at the, the fixtures so far: Palace, Leicester, Bournemouth, Fulham, Villa, us, Spurs, and Brentford. But the only really impressive win they've got there is three 0 away at Brentford. To be honest. Yeah. Um, maybe Palace as well, but I mean Palace is seventeenth at the minute, so. You know what I mean? They've not had a great start by any means. So I just don't think they've really had a true test yet. You know, once the Europa League games get going a bit more and they're playing Thursday, Sunday, playing a big game on a Sunday, I think they'll be found out. I think they'll still get top four. But no, I just don't think they've quite got what it takes. Maybe in a few years. But when you look at the difference in, you know, the difference in, in quality and depth between that City squad and that Arsenal squad, I just don't think it's sustainable, to be honest. Which I'm okay with because I equally despise Arsenal. Probably almost as much as Man City. Um, so I don't want to see them win it anyway. And their fan base is fucking unbearable. So, um, yeah, sorry Arsenal fans, but you're not doing it. Maybe in a few years, but not quite yet. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. I mean, they've had a great start, but I, I just can't see it. I just no. can't see Arsenal having consistency to, to even challenge for the league. Like you say, City are going to be next level. I mean, City are still unbeaten. Yeah, they've had a couple of draws, but even in those draws, like against Newcastle, I think, how many goals did they come back from? Like, they even showed almost title-winning credentials in, in that match, like, for the way that they come back in that game. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I I think City are going to have too much to anyone. I think it's going to be a boring league. Yeah. I think, I mean, Arsenal... They have impressed me. I never thought they would get seven wins in a draw because, I mean, it's just consistency. I wish, yes, they've not played uh, any, I mean, they've played two, twice against the big six, uh, one, one, lost one. But still, to have that level of consistency against the teams that you should be beating is is very positive, like, and, and something that I wouldn't expect United to have. Like, you could go into any game United at the moment and... You don't know. You 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 yeah, you're you not don't expecting know United up. to win, really. Yeah, um, but I but think yeah, Arsenal just... Arsenal still showed vulnerability in that game, didn't they, against us? And I don't think they're quite where they yeah. think they are yet. Don't get me wrong, good vibes around the club, doing well. They'll definitely get a top four um, finish this season, but I just think they're not quite on I the st- level that people think they are. What I still think they. They possibly might not, you know. I you don't mean, think they'll we're get top early four? on in the season? I, I think they no. I think if I was to put a percentage on it, I would say I'd say probably 80. Si- nah, I'd I'd say 
65 Fair to enough. 70. Fair enough. I, I, I think they will. Yeah. I think they, they, I think you can't, I think they can easily collapse. Uh, yeah. The thing. the thing is though, I can't see them collapsing so badly that they don't get it anymore. Like we're not at it. You know, um, Chelsea aren't quite at it. Liverpool aren't, you know what I mean? There's not really mad competition for it this year. Like already, I still already, think Liverpool finished second. Really, I don't. Um, but like at the minute, even if Chelsea win the next game, they've still got a fat, at least a five point gap on the top to fifth. You know what I mean? Um, so I just, I just think they'll do it. I think they'll be quite comfortable. I think it'll be Arsenal, City. Sorry, City, Arsenal, um, Spurs, and Chelsea. Yeah, but it's just so tight in there that, you know, if we win our game in hand, we're only we're six points off them. I mean, there's just so little games played now. It's like six points off top if we win our game in hand. Like, it's uh, it's nothing, really. Yeah, um, it isn't, but equally... We're, don't we're down in sixth. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, probably, we're not going to do it, but it just shows how condensed it is. I mean, Brighton are, are still fourth. You would expect them to drop way down yeah yeah you'd think so wouldn't you but I just, yeah I just think Arsenal are, are good they're good bastards mm. <laughs> yeah yeah alright then so let's uh, move on to the moment you've all been waiting for this is going to be good um, <laughs> um, there's, like, there's only there was, there's less questions than what I thought there's only one two three four mm. um, so yeah, because I didn't have that much time. But it is an ammonia quiz. Ooh, need a jingle. Um, yeah. Now I haven't got a quiz for a, a, a jingle for the ammonia. Okay, I was, was going to try and think one off the dome, but you just you siphoning off my creativity. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not. Wait there, wait there. I've nearly got it. Go on then. We're going to ask some questions about some shears. This right here is an ammonia quiz. Yeah. That was actually better than what I expected. Bosh. Easy. Yeah. Light work. So, first question, then, Dill. Mm-hmm. Cue the millionaire music. <laughs> oh, this one's piss, actually. What league are ammonia in? Is it? Yeah. The Cypriot League? That's it. Is it called the, the Cip- Cypriot Premier League? Mm, no. I'll st- I mean, I'll give you half points. I'll stick my it first answer. Cip- it is the Cyprian First Division. Right, yeah. I don't think... Yeah, I thought you wanted the exact name, in which case I would have been fucked. No. Um, I am going to... I'm going to split the next question in two, so we've got five, actually. Okay. So, um, how did Ammonia qualify for the Europa League? Is it something stupid? Wow. Is it not winning the league and winning a qualifier? Is that not it? (laughs) What is it? Um, They won the Cypriot Cup. Do you just say Cypriot Cup? No, the Cypriot Cup. The what? The Cypriot Cup? Cypriot Cup. Right. It's difficult for it. Okay. Is it? So, yeah. So, they end... Following that, I split this question into two. What position did they finish in their season in the Cyprian League? Fourth. What position in their regular season? Fourth. 
mate, this is how shit they are. That's incorrect. They finish seventh out of Fuck 12. off. Mate, Bro, what, seriously, what are we playing? It was, <laughs> mate, the way that their, their surely, league structure no, but, works. No, but surely, like, winning that cup didn't automatically get them in. It did. So it's like the Carabao Cup here. Yeah. How's that carrying the same weight as a Carabao Cup? Well, if they win the league, they get Champions League. If you, if, right, let me talk, let, no, let me, let me talk how, how it works. Okay. Right, so they have a regular season right. in which the positions one to six go in for like a... Is it like the, Bel- like, like the Belgian round. league where they yeah, play like so against into each like other? Two, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so we after so one to six go in like the uh, the Premier or the, the the A group, yeah, and then seventh to twelve do a relegation group. Oh yeah, so I've got them. Seven to twelve are fighting for to not get relegated, and that's what Ammonia were in. Yeah, um, and one to six teams like uh, Apple, I think they're the, they they probably won it. Yeah, Applewell or Apple, I don't know. Yeah. How to say it. But yeah, the teams like that were in the were in the, you know, the well not promotion because they're in the top league, the Premier Division. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they finished seventh. So they were fighting for relegation in the relegation group last they season. Finished top of it at least. Well, okay. But isn't well it done, lads. isn't it weird how? So the team that won their league, Aris Limassol, are in the conference. Yeah. Sorry, Apollon. Uh, it, it, Apollon. And Apollon so, are in the conference too. But they're in the Europa so, League. Well, they must have... Um, but then AEK... Well, they, AEK have, Chel- they have Champions League qualifications. Yeah, A- AEK Larnaca are in it as well. How have Cyprus got four teams in Europe, bro? <laughs> the top three and Ammonia are all in Europe. Yeah, I don't know. That's Obviously, weird, isn't there's it? There's been some payments there, maybe. That's really odd. Yeah, and yeah. fucking hell, Aris Limassol got to play Europa Conference League qualifying rounds. So they've got five teams playing comp- qualifiers for Europe. Five. Bloody hell. Christ, did these have a crack at it as well? No, just the five. Fucking hell. Just the, just the five. So Cyprus could have had five teams in European competitions. That's mental. <laughs> That's crazy. It's bad. Well I mean, boys. only three of them have a fucking badge on Google. And Ammoni's <laughs> not one of them. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it when I saw they came seventh out of twelve. I thought, "What is gonna? How are they in the Europa League?" Yeah. But, you know, they won the bloody Cypriot Cup. That's how. Um, Fucking hell! But yeah, so who is the manager of Ammonia? Well, I know that. I know it's Neil Lennon. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was mental. I didn't. I didn't. Know Did you that. not? I think I mentioned it no. when we first when we first knew we were playing them. Maybe. Oh right, yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. That is pretty mental. He's gone from Celtic to bloody Ammonia. Yeah, I mean, his, his career went down the pan, didn't it? Let's be real. Yeah. Let's look at his. So he went. He was at Celtic. He got sacked. He went to Bolton, didn't he? I'm just having a quick look at where he went after that. Celtic, Bolton, Hibs, Celtic, Ammonia. To be fair yeah. to him, though, he's probably on a decent wedge and he's living in Cyprus, so... You yeah, know, it's not bad, he's in his it? 50s. Chill out, Neil. That, that, if, you, if you're not that bothered, you, you, you realise you're not going to be a top manager anymore. Just fucking, you know, why not do that? Yeah, it's like these... Although, yeah, I was just about to say like these players that go to China and stuff, but I, won't, I think I'd much rather live in Cyprus yeah, than China, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> yeah, um, so... Right, the, it's the last question. I told you it was short, mm-hmm. but this is a fact or fiction. Sure. Fiction, even. Ammonia have over 50 appearances in the Champions League. Well, 
I actually saw that they were found in 1948, so I'm going to go true. Oh, you, what do you mean you saw they were found? That's not something you, that's something that you've, you tried to prep, haven't you, for this No, case? no, when I was looking at their, how they qualified then, I saw that they qualified that they were found in 1948, so I'm going to go true. Yeah, it is true. Hey. It is fact. Nice. They, they've fact. they've not got a terrible record considering who they are. Mm -hmm. They've played 55 games in the Champions League, won 17, drawn 8, lost 30. Respect. So, you know, it's not bad. Maybe I think they, they, were to, big. they must have been like really good in the past. Yeah, 19. So I'm having a look now at the 1970s. That was their, their golden well, going era. Into oh, golden no, era. 1980s even. Golden era. It's actually called the golden era on wiki, 1970s to 80s. Is it? Ammonia yeah. won its first trophies of the decade in 1972 when the club won both the league and the cup led by Young, whoever. They won seven league titles in the 70s. Six of them were consecutive at the end of, at the, end of the decade. At the end of the decade, Ammonia had a total of nine championship titles and three cups. Um, anything else? Yeah, but who cares league? about how they did in the Cyprian League? It's, you know, wait there. More interesting in Europe. In 1976, Sotiris Kafayas would go on to win the European Golden Shoe for his single season 39 goal performance. Oh, wow! Very nice. Lovely stuff. Wow. He doesn't even have a. There you go, boys. Who's Sotiris Kaifas? Kaifas played 388 games for Ammonia. There his whole life, 261 goals. And now he's 72. What a player. Cracking player. What a player. He only played 17 games for Cyprus. I'm guessing yeah. he didn't play much. Anyway, sorry Could about that. on a cold Wednesday night in Stoke, mm, though? Probably not. Fraud. Wednesday night? Champions League football? Yeah, the championship Mon games Monday are on tonight. Night. Oh, true, yeah. Yeah, there you go. True. Mm. Right then. So, I think there's one more thing left, and that is to bring you an ammonia... Uh, Starting lineup, and now this is actually more difficult than well. Obviously, when when it's a game like Ammonia, and they could start anyone, I guess it's difficult anyway. Mm. But I think what makes it difficult as well is we've got quite a few injuries, so players that you would expect to play, um, like like Harry Maguire are are injured. Harry Maguire, um, like Aaron Wambasaka, are injured as well. Um, so yeah, I'm um, are. Shall we go player by player, starting from goalkeeper? Because I think we might have quite a few differences here, maybe. Um, but I think, well, first of all, I'll say that I'd quite like to see just loads of youth players in there, to yeah. be honest. But I don't think we're going to, because I think in his press conference today, he said he's going to start with a strong squad. So is, I've kind yeah. of gone... Okay. Do do, so we'll do position yeah, by let's position. Yeah, go player by player. Obviously, De Gea with, with both. I'm going, oh, no, I'm fact, going no, Dubravka. I'm going Dubravka. Yeah, but mate, I, d I can't see him ever... Just for the fact... No, I'm not saying he will. It's just, just interesting to see something different. That's yeah, all. yeah, it would be. It would be. But I can't see it. Yeah, but surely the but... clause has got to be at least like 10 games. He can play once, surely. It's not going to be like play 10 minutes and you have to pay for him. Well, no, obviously. But I think the issue is if De Gea the gets waiting, injured... The waiting, the waiting. Yeah, then... yeah, yeah. If De Gea gets injured, then you know that might be that one game against Ammonia. Then he has to play another nine. Yeah. Then that might in his in his absolute shit. That might be the one game that has forced you that you didn't need to play him to buy him. Yeah, yeah. Good, good point. You know what I'm good saying? Point. I'm going to stick with Dubravka though. Yeah. Um, right. Um, uh, do you want to alternate? So you go next. You do right back. Yeah. yeah right back. Um, unfortunately, I really would love to rest him. But I don't want to see Wan-Bissaka play. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see him play anyway, mate, to be honest. 
Like, what, even just, nah, just to make him fit nah. for, for Everton? <laughs> you hate him that much? Wambisaka. I mean... Yeah. yeah, no, I can't stand the bloke. Well, that you, that you can't even watch him play against Do you know what? Do you know who we should play? Brandon Williams. Fuck it. Play him right back. No, he's injured, mate. Williams is injured. He's injured. I thought you said Wan-Bissaka was injured. Yeah, they're both injured. Oh, right. I, did. I don't fucking know. I'm not the physio. Yeah. Well, that's it. Right, that's well, never mind then. It's still low then, isn't it? And uh, the thing is, I would mention the, the right back like from the academy. I know Ethan Laird, well, but I don't know here. who the right back would be. Exactly, yeah. So we don't know who would who would be that right back. So Delo has to play. I bloody hope he never don't get injured because we're we're screwed if he does. Mm. Like, and um, yeah. In terms of like the the team that we've named, the twenty five man squad, we've got apart from the defenders that with Varane out, with Lindelof out, um, with Brandon Williams out. Although I'm not sure if he was in that in that squad. With Wambasaka out, there's literally there's hardly any defenders at all. I don't think there is a defender in that. Um, no, I literally got the squad up to check if there's someone we're forgetting and there isn't. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Delo kind of has to play until unless we play an academy right back, which mm. I'm sure we'll have one on the bench, but I don't know who that is, to be honest, if it's not Ethan Laird, who's obviously out on loan. Um, so, yeah, Delo and um, you have to go with Delo. I'm going to force I'm, you. I am. <laughs> I just said I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You I, want that anyway, but... I do. Right. Centre-back, so, I'll go first. Yeah. I think we're both going to have Martinez in. Yeah. The other one for me is Lindelof. Yeah, of course. I mean, who else? Like I say. Yeah. And then left back, I'll play. I actually think Shaw should be starting for his inner league now. I think Malassia has been quite poor. So I'm going to put Malassia in for this one. Yeah, I've gone with Shaw. I also agree with you, but I'd probably go for uh, a, give him a half, give him 60 minutes, and then. Take him off for for Malassius, kind of share the workload, and then yeah, I'd put I'd probably start sure against Everton unless he has an absolute shocker and it looks terrible in this match, and then it's going to be a difficult decision. But if if he looks half decent, then I'd uh, I'd start him. Yeah, fair, right. So that's that done. So then, what formation are we going? Well, I personally, I'm going to go with uh, a midfield three. So I'm not playing a. I'm not playing like a, a more advanced midfielder. I'm going to go with like a, a a three in there because I want to give Bruno and Ericsson both a rest. Who the fuck are you playing in the midfield three then? I'm playing... Casemiro. Casemiro. Frej. And McTominay. And Zidane oh. Iqbal. Nice. Decent. Good shout. I like that. I rate that. Is he in the squad? I'm guessing he is. He is, yeah. Um... I'll go Casemiro, Fred. Yeah, fuck it. I'll go the same as you. I forgot about it, Bal. Yeah. I was going to go Casemiro, Fred and McTominay just to rest Bruno and Eriksen anyway. So fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, do you want me to do my front three? Because I think it's a bit different. Yeah. I'm going to go Pellistri. Because I think he's actually looked quite good for the under-21s and he's in the squad. He'll probably travel, so why the fuck mm-hmm. not? Um, Garnacho and No will not be playing because he was he played against my hometown team Barrow the other night, maybe last night. Scored a really goal, not. yeah, went to Holker Street. So there's no point even putting him in, which is a shame because I would have liked him to play. So I'm going to go Pellistri, Alanga, and Anthony. Fuck it. Right, no, so... no, no. Sorry, I'm going to change it. I'm going to go Pellistri. So yeah, I was going to put Alanga up front. I'm going to go Pellistri, Martial, Anthony, and then bring Alanga on for the last half an hour. 
So Palistri, Anthony, and Martial. All right, so I've changed it now because I did have Garnacho. Yeah, aware yeah, of, he scored. Of that. He scored last it's night. It's a good goal. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go, Ilanga, Palestri, and Ronaldo. Yeah, fair. I just don't want to see Ronaldo play. Fair enough. I can understand the, yeah. the logic there. Yeah. Um. Got great ball by Tom Huddleston, by the way, to pick him out the other night. Yeah. It was a fucking Decent. really nice diag. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um. Would you agree bringing Shaw back in for the Everton game, by the way? Just whilst we yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I, yeah, I was thinking I'm a bit that. bored I mean... of the last year hype now. He's not that, that good, is he? He's decent. Yeah, I think, I, I don't think, I, I don't think we should be not writing. I know you're not writing. No, of course. I, don't, I think he has had a, a, a considering his price. Yeah. It's, I it's, think it's... it is very, I think I'm, I'm thrilled with the start that he's had, but he's not undroppable. Like, no, I mean, like... Shaw's looked good for it in, on international duty. I think he deserves his chance to to start. Yes, the first two games were were were, were terrible, but everyone was everyone. Bruno was, yeah. Rashford was. Yeah, I think I just think he's got a bit more technical ability, and I think for as good as Malassia has been, obviously it was a breath. I think the main reason, again, I really like him. I'm happy with him. I hope he's here as a starting left back or a sub left back for a long time. He seems like a really nice bloke as well. Um, yeah, but I think the reason people were so enamoured with him originally is because of how shit we were in them first two games. So to then see him come in and run his ass off and you know jump into every tackle was kind of refreshing for everyone. So I think that's why people have talked to him so quickly as well. Um, same with Martinez, really. But I just think in the last few games he's kind of showed a bit of an experience, been caught out a bit, been booked a couple of times, and just not looked that mm-hmm. that kind of reliable defensively. And also he doesn't really contribute that much going forward either, does he? You don't really see him getting that no. high up the pitch like like Delo or Shawwood. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of energy going forward and back, but does he do? He doesn't really affect that much. Yeah, yeah he doesn't really affect play. Like if I look at his F breath, I know because I saw it on Twitter the other day. Again, I hate to pull F breath up, but I mean it is factual kind of the stats it gives you. So it's not like it's bullshit. Um, yeah, so assists is in a ninth percentile. Um, XG of assist is in the bottom one percentile. Yeah, but to be fair, wait a second. Isn't this just solely based on his? Because they don't record the error of as a stat. Oh yeah, they? no, I'm so saying this is, this is ba- yeah. But then if you look at Delos, it's going to be completely different. I know that for a fact. Yeah, but th- we're basing this off what seven games of a season. Yeah, so yeah, no, obviously on seven games. Obviously, no, yeah, no. I'm just. Um, but then, if you look at the passes attempted and stuff, and progressive yeah, passes, see, they're, that's more, they're yeah. really low. Coincidentally, the fifth most similar player is Aaron Wan-Bissaka. So his tackles <laughs> and his interceptions and stuff are really high. I just mean his carries are in the bottom twenty percent. His passes are, his touches are. I'm not bashing him for not getting assists. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. But I mean, like the the, the stats, like progressive passes and carries, you can look at. Because that's going to be the similar, you know, that's not going to suddenly change overnight, is it? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think aesthetically, though, I think, like I say, I wouldn't say he looks so much more better than than more better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks so much better than Aaron Bissaka going forward. Um, I think, like you say, it's just that it's just that effectiveness. Yeah, um, it's just not a technically gifted player. Is he? he's more of a physical mm-hmm. kind of player? But he, he looks, he doesn't stand out as being. Bloody hell! What what is he doing on the pitch? Like I'm, I'm Saka when he's oh no, that's not what that's <laughs> not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying he's. I think he's not as good as people say he is. And again, it's not me slandering him. I like him. Yeah, it's just where I say, like you look at Shaw stats. Like 
Progressive passes is in the 83rd. Passes attempted 88th. You know what I mean? It's quite high. Mm. Top 60%, 55% for carries, which isn't actually as high as I thought it'd be. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, you know, with Molassi, you're probably going to get a bit more energy, a bit more tackling. We're sure you're more likely for him to contribute going forward. And for a team that wants to dominate football games, I think we probably should go with the one who can, you know, control play and progress the ball better. Yeah. So, um, right, so moving on to, to Everton. We might as well do Everton because we're not going to have another podcast since. Mm-hmm. So we've already said what our forward line would be, and that would be Martial start, oh, uh, do Rashford on the left. a quick prediction for the Nicus Ammonia game? Oh, yeah, Ammonia. Oh, fuck it. 4-0. Um, <laughs> fuck it. Oh, I was thinking 4-0. I'll tell you what, I'll go, bloody, I'll go 3-0. Okay. Um, but yeah, Everton starting on it. We've already done the front three earlier in the in the podcast, and that was we both agreed that Sancho should be dropped, Martial come in, uh, and then I presume I don't think we said the right wing, but I think Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, it, all in agreement there. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's more so defensive midfield in defensive midfield. So let's say Varane is back because apparently it's not very serious I mean, the, at the all. Mate, the, mate, he sprained his ankle. He should be back in fucking five days. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. He's it is made Varane, out of fucking breadsticks, isn't he? So. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, what would be your... I'll do, should um, just do it all in what one. Would be your lineup? Lineup from... Uh, you don't have to include the front three, but what would be your um, I know what midfield yeah. and defence? Um, De Gea, Delo, Varane, Martinez, Shaw, Casemiro, Fred, Eriksson. Oh, okay. I just think again, if, Big, if, lots of changes there. Yeah, well, well, Shaw and Casemiro really, and Fred, yeah, Fred as yeah. well. Um, I think if we want to try and start controlling football games, like we kind of said, we hope we will do with Martial back in the team. Then I think we need a more balanced midfield, and I think that provides it. Um, I wasn't impressed by Bruno. I think Eriksson's a bit more of a playmaker. Either of them, really, and I'd be happy, but I think Ericsson kind of complements it better. And I also just want to see that midfield free for once and see how it does, because we all thought that would probably be the most likely midfield free, didn't we, at the start of the season? Yeah. So it'd be nice to just see it and see how it functions. So I'm, I'm going for that. So I would say just because Casemiro and Frazier both starting against uh, Ammonia, I think I would go with one change from what you said. Uh Obviously, if Varane is fit, then I'd bring him in and bring Shaw. So, because I do feel like there has to be a change to the back line. You can't yeah. concede six and have the same defensive set up. Again, I think it's the right time for Casemiro to come in. McTominay rightfully kept him out of the team because he was playing amazing. Didn't have a, like, literally we had no midfield, especially in that first half. So, he deserves to, you know, no... It doesn't like you can make the the change at this point. With Scott, so I think Casemiro coming, yeah, yeah, from Scott. yeah, he wasn't good, was he? And we knew yeah. he was going to probably be out of the team as soon as he put a bad game in because exactly, yeah. But Ten, it's the right time, yeah. And he, he needs Ten Hag needs to start playing the players that are going to be here and starting for a long time rather than the players mm-hmm. who are performing today. But like, I know obviously merit yeah. and form is a weird thing, and people probably prefer form, but he's going to have to play his best team into form at some point. You can't just play. You know, whoever won the last game all the time, it's not sustainable. You want Casemiro yeah. to play, so play him and he'll play into form. Sure, we'll be back in the team, do that, you know what I mean? So I think it makes yeah. more sense. It's, it's a shame because he's been good, but let's be honest, let's not kid ourselves, you know. It's Scott McTominay, you're not fucking shabby. Yeah, but my midfield three, which is would be the difference, is mm-hmm. I wouldn't bring Frege and Casemiro in straight away. I would just bring Casemiro and have uh, Ericsson because I think Ericsson 
I know he's, he's, he's played a few times, I think a few times where they've tweaked it during a match, and then I think there was a time where he played kind of in a false nine, but every time we've seen him in a more advanced position, he's looked better he's looked better deeper than what he is in the more advanced position so yeah. uh, and I think he can dictate the play a bit more I just think we might struggle position as well Everton have got you know Awobi, Gay and Onana it's quite a industrious midfield that I think we might get bullied a I bit I think Casemiro no you can't I, handle three think... on it I don't know I just feel like that's best but it'll probably yeah. be what you say anyway I can't see him making that many changes and he doesn't seem that hot no. on Fred which I'm surprised at because I thought he'd be a big fan of him but again, yeah. maybe it's the yeah, same as Casemiro. Maybe just waiting to, you know, mm. bring him into the team and stuff. Hopefully. Although, having, having said that, I think when Iqbal scores a Hattie against Ammonia, I do think maybe that, Imp- that might persuade him. We cannot replace him. We cannot replace him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think that actually concludes uh, the episode, it does. to be honest. So Good you, hour or so, isn't it? Thank you for listening. Yeah. So you give your, give your speech about oh, yeah. the... The likes and the follows. Oh, well, the, let's do a quick... Again, teams. let's do a quick prediction for the Everton game. We keep forgetting this. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go... Hmm, 3-1 United. I think it'll be one all at one point. Maybe even Everton take the lead. But 3-1 I'm going to go for. It's at Goodison, isn't it? On 7pm on a fucking Sunday. What a stupid kick-off time that is. Odd, isn't it? It's be- well, it's um, because of the Ammonia game, isn't it? it, it yeah, it's because still, it, why not 8? It's because it 8 o'clock on a Sunday. Well, it's even later for the fans that are going. You in yeah, your armchair, true, but... fucking hell, you'd have to worry about it, do you? Plastic, plastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you're going like Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm in the fucking territory. I've been to Goodison. It's a shithole. I've, I've actually been. It's horrid. It's the worst ground I've ever been to, genuinely. And I've mm. been to some League 2 grounds. Um, anyway, what the fuck was I saying? Yeah, it's it's because it was originally penciled in to be the 12.30 Saturday kickoff because that's one BT have, isn't it? But then because it clashed right. with the Ammonia game, they had to put it there, basically. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. The new would be in the Europa League. So I don't yeah. Know well, why ma- maybe even... maybe it's because of the um, maybe it's been slightly rescheduled because of all the games that we've had called off as well. I don't know. I don't know. But does, does that mean it's on BT? Yeah, BT. It's seven o'clock on a Sunday. Oh, Weird, okay. isn't it? Oh, Easier for me as well. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I'll go. I haven't said my score prediction. I'll go. Uh, it'll be nice to go back to doing clean sheets. We had two in a row away from home before the City game. So it'll be nice to... In fact, is it at home? I don't even no, know. No, it's away. Uh, yeah, so um, three away matches in a row. That's pretty We nice. did have a lot of home um, games, though, didn't we? You think Brighton, yeah. Liverpool, Arsenal. So I'll go 2-0. That'll be that. nice. Okay. Revert back to clean sheets. We take um, those. Yeah. Um, so Devil in the Detail pod on TikTok. Devil ITD pod on Twitter. I'll put it all in the Spotify thing so you can find it there. Um, I'm sorry we've been away for a bit, but life has just got in the way. Dex got a new house. I'm in the process of selling mine. So a lot of shit going on. Um, yeah, uh, but we're back now. We're back. So follow the accounts. We'll be posting clips on there. Hopefully you've not missed this too much. I mean, not that many of you have messaged me, so presume you haven't, you set of cunts. But thank you for listening. Give us five stars. They're just on... very understanding, Dil. Yeah, yeah, that's They're it. They're just very understanding. They know life's got in the way, and they, 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 they are desperate. They'll check in Spotify every single day, mm. but they just don't want to... Don't want to look like bellends. Yeah. And don't want to force us, you know? They want it to be natural. Mm. That's, that's what it must be. Oh, fucking hell. Fernandez, you know, the left back, just got a really nice assist for Preston. Um, oh, yeah. Alvaro. Yeah, and also City are 3 up at half time, and um, Copenhagen haven't even had a shot on goal. Which is good. Uh, 
Um, but yeah, hope thank you for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Um, follow all the socials. Big up. Five star rating on Spotify. Bosh. There you go. That's it from me. All right. See you later then, boys. Bye, ciao, lads. Ciao.